Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things related to Super Smash Brothers. I'm James Montemontemagno. And I am Michael the Lawnmower Man Rivette. Uh, out doing some chores today, huh? Yeah, knocking things off the list. You know, that's how you got to do it on the weekends. You know, I, 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 uh, I've been doing recently a Google Keep. That's where we do all of our show notes and things like that. And I create a weekend list and I try to knock them all off. And if I can clear up by the end of the weekend, I'm like really happy. Yeah, definitely. I didn't get all mine done, but no. I got very close. There's it, it piles up. There's there's quite a bit. So during the week, obviously, like, you know how it goes. That's when we're doing our work and writing our notes for the podcast and just kind of doing everything. And then on the weekend, it's sort of, oh, I have to mow the lawn or I have to do whatever around the house or fix that doorknob that broke for no reason. Or So that's that's what the weekend usually entails for me. Yeah, I have to imagine that the reason you didn't get your list completed is for two reasons. Reason number one is because you wrote about 18 pages of uh, documentation on the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Direct. <laughs> That's number one. You you studied and wrote word for word what Sakurai was was you know giving us direct um, for Smash Bros., which I appreciate because many people don't know. Michael really does all the heavy lifting for this podcast. I just show up and click on links and hope that uh, he had has the, the show notes done. Yeah, I got I got I went through the entire I went through once just to just to soak it in like, you know, every like everybody else does. And then the second time I went through to really try to figure out what the heck was actually being said during that entire uh, presentation. So yeah. it, it definitely there was a lot of information to sort through. And I think it, we should probably jump right in because there is so much. And the first thing I, I think we should say is that the roster has now been announced all fighters have now been announced up to the point of the game being released, right? We already know there's going to be some some stuff happening afterwards, but right now, 74 total fighters have been announced for this game. In the most recent direct, Ken, who is an Echo Fighter, uh, was announced. Incineroar, pro wrestler, does a lot of flexing and, and throws, which is kind of fun, was announced. Um, and, and that's it. We're there. And then at the very end, they throw in this surprise, you know, if you, if you pre-order or buy it and then register the game at, you know, in the first month, you're going to get Piranha Plant as an additional fighter. Dude, I'm so, I'm so into Piranha Plant. You hate it so much. I, it's the worst character in the game, but that's cool. You know, it's something unexpected. It's something where it was like, this is different. It's an, it's a Nintendo move. For me, no, I would never play Piranha Plant. But I know a lot of people are going to love Piranha Plant. They're going to just eat that up. And his little feet shoveling around and they're going to love it. I read an entire article of the internet freaking out about Piranha Plant. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I think that we knew about Ken a little bit from the leaks, but Incineroar was cool because Incineroar is a Pokemon, which I didn't really know about, and has the most interesting uh, thing with it, which is that it poses in a wrestler kind of stance after every single successful hit, which is going to be super annoying, but at Mm. least you can cancel out of it. So I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, you definitely, I think you're going to have to because that's going to just open you up for all kinds of attacks, but pretty funny. So yeah, pretty funny. That's cool. So now we're done. My favorite, my favorite part was the initial fighter select screen. So it looks like we're only going to get a few fighters in the beginning. It's like 11, which is the same as the N64 game. So I think that's pretty cool. And I hope that I unlock Jigglypuff early in the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm totally fine with it being so reduced down. Like, I want, I want that. I want to be able to unlock stuff. And, and that, if, if, as we go through this, that is one of my biggest complaints about all these directs is that the, I miss. I'm, I, I kind of feel like, where's the surprise going to be? You know, I we went through it such detail with a lot of things where I, I kind of want some of that still i want to feel like oh yeah i didn't know oh, that's exciting i didn't know about this so i'm hoping that's in there and we're just going to find out on our own um but you know at least this way you still have to earn it you still you just don't get everybody right off the bat yeah i, I think there's still going to be a few things when the game releases how the single player goes how it all works out um and i'm interested in the biggest uh, i think the biggest thing from this nintendo direct for 
Smash Bros, the Megaton, if you will, was this new mode, which is called Spirits. And Sakurai went to talk about how you used to have the figurines and collect the figurines and all these things. And they wanted to reimagine um, what this could be because he said that that was too much work previously, which doesn't make <laughs> any sense at all. But uh, Spirits is really different. So Spirits mode, there's a whole story behind it that we'll get into in a bit. But Spirit mode helps you have a mode where you unlock these helper fighters. And the entire idea of it is that you collect these beloved characters from all sorts of different games. Now, those fighters can't be played in the game, but they help and join forces with your fighter that you select. Um, so the idea is you can think of them um, um, as power-ups. That's what I'm thinking of them as, is mm-hmm. power-ups for your um, for your actual character that you want. So there's different levels to the, the different spirits. And again, these are all different characters from all different sorts of games, whether it's Kirby or Mario or, or different third-party games like Sonic or all these things. And you assign a primary spirit and then... Spirits can have like support spirits. So you kind of continue to build up this spirit helper power up base, if you will. Uh, and um, and then you can go into spirit battles and you can kind of go back and forth and 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 play with these power up players, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's a high, at the high level. That's what it is. Yeah, and, and the way they're doing it, whether it's a power-up or like a buff for your character, so say you're playing as Mario, you've unlocked some primary spirits by fighting other spirits or other players. They're called uh, puppet players, puppet fighters. And so you're going to fight in these spirit battles against a puppet fighter, which is essentially a, I don't know, some sort of like imagined version of that spirit, right? Because they, they obviously didn't model every character in the world. So they say if you're playing as uh, the example they gave is, I think it's Lakitu and Spiny, you're going to battle Iggy and a group of small red Bowsers. Mm-hmm. So that's like the spirit version of of those two, right? So it's like, okay, yeah, I, I guess. Um, and then what you do when you unlock that spirit, you can attach that to Mario and that's a primary and then the primaries have slots where you can put support spirits so your primary is going to add make the character stronger and then the support spirit adds things like attacks or different moves and it's like Pokemon in the sense that certain spirits have different types so attack is strong against grab grab is strong against shield shield is strong against attack and you have to consider that based on who you're going up against and what spirit they're using. So there's, there's, there's a lot to the spirits thing. I mean, that's, that's sort of the general boiled down version of it, but I think it's going to add a lot of complexity to the game for sure. Yeah, and, you, and you can even raise your spirits. You can feed your spirits. You can, you can like send them like, you know, to, to like train at dojos and gyms and it's like in real time. So even if you leave the game and send them off, when you come back, they'll be like powered up so it's very interesting, and and you and I want to correct you here really quick on the name. It's that's Lakitu. Lakitu. Uh, yeah, Lakitu is the the guy that's in the cloud and he throws down spinies. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Okay, Lakitu, Lakitu. I know that you're really great with pronunciations, and so am oh I, yeah, so. I really follow all of these names so closely. Yes. So I think that's a really different spin. I think it's a lot for me to sort of take in at any point, but I'm excited to give it a whirl and see because it seems like all of that is optional because when I play the game, I probably just I like to play with no items basically and just go at it. I I think it's going to be optional, but I have a feeling it's not really going to be optional. You know what I mean? Because if everybody's doing it, and you're the one that says, no, no, I'm not going to use spirits. You're just going to get crushed, right? Unless that we can set that in a rule, maybe because you can create your own games. So maybe a rule will be um, no spirits allowed in my rooms. So then whoever wants to do that, that's who plays against you. That's part of the matchmaking or something. So, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I would assume that's got to be optional in that way where you can make those rules and of course these spirits can all be leveled up and all kinds of craziness that can happen with that now speaking of the matchmaking they did get into the wireless online 
uh, connection a little bit. There's going to be three different factors that go into matchmaking. One of them is going to be your preferred rules like we were just talking about. So players will pre-register what they want a rule to be. So maybe it's a time thing or maybe it's certain weapons that are allowed, all that kind of stuff. Um, all players that join into that match have to play by those rules, whoever I guess is the host. And then it's going to find players that kind of have similar rules set so that they, you know, you're not taking somebody that says I want free for all and then jams on what somebody that's super limited on what's allowed. They're obviously not going to enjoy that game. Um, that's one factor. The other factor is global smash power. So I guess there's going to be a new scoring system called GSP. And that's going to say if you're if you have a higher GSP, you're going to be essentially paired with people that have a higher GSP. You don't want to be paired with somebody that's a new or has no idea what they're doing when you're an experienced player. And then the last factor is going to be distance between players. There seem to be a lot of concern regarding connection. And uh, they seem a little nervous about how well this is going to work online. <laughs> um, and so they're saying that essentially they're going to be pairing people that are close to each other to to limit any sort of lag or connection issues. And they even go as far as to recommend that you get a wired LAN cable adapter so that you can play it wired as opposed to wireless. And it seemed like they were basically saying, please just get this. Please, please buy this and do not do it wireless. <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't know. They sh they shouldn't need that. That's what my assumption is. We'll, I mean, we'll I, find out. I yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I it it was very odd in the presentation that that was something they seemed very concerned about. You know, as concerned as they can be in a in a direct where they're advertising a new game, it just seemed like they were kind of making a a pretty big point about it. Got to sell those accessories, Michael. Got to sell yeah. those accessories. They um, should be included. Yeah, I, the you know, and and we we talked about this before recording the podcast that no Nintendo console is shipped with a Ethernet built in, to my knowledge. So, um, but you can it works with any USB one. I have a third party one and it works just fine. Or the official ones work too, so you don't have to buy a really really expensive one. Now, I am a big wired everything fan. To be honest with you, I prefer my switch to be wired, my Xbox to be wired, my PCs to be wired. Just there's so much wireless going on. It's going to be always be faster. However, when I moved recently, everything got reconfigured in the apartment. So my switch is the in these the in my Android TV are the only ones under the TV only on wireless. But I haven't had any issues, so it's to be debated when that comes out. So we'll see. I don't know. No, no. I don't know. Well, I will say they talked then about modes and online features. So they talked about the matchmaking that you should buy this wired connection. Then they talked about more of the online mode. So I'll, I'll blow through these really quick. Um, there's a new elite mode, uh, elite battles, I should say, which is for like really high end players and high end uh, GSP, that global smash power, uh, which actually works really cool. Um, as, a, as you're playing through the game and as new players join, it kind of ranks you as the best Smash player in the world. Um, then they, they kind of just rambled off a bunch of other things that are in it. Like there's the ability to set preset messages and you can have these things called Smash tags, which you set for your player. And then when you beat somebody, you receive their smash tag and you collect them and you do something with them. I don't know. You're just doing, you're doing <laughs> Sakurai loves you for you to collect stuff all the time. Um, you can do spectator mode. So you can watch other people battle. Um, you can, um, check out other modes while you're you know, in matchmaking. So you can play some other, you know, things while you're waiting to be joined up. There's a two player team. So you can be paired up with, you know, a friend that's playing locally, things like that. Uh, battle arena, uh, which allows you to set rules for like this battle arena mode. Uh, and you can then connect with your friends with the online app for voice chat. And then they also said that on top of that, they're coming out with this new thing because you can take videos and record things called smash world, which we don't know if it's a standalone app or if it's like Splatoon, where it's a new ver part of the app of the switch online app. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Why not? Why not more apps? All the apps, I say. Yeah, I wasn't really clear on on that. I, I think it's built in, but 
I, I'm not I'm not really sure. They did say it's free. As far as the tags, the one thing they do mention later on is that the tags are going to be used. You can send you can you can, I guess, trade them for in-game gold. Oh, that's right. And then that gold is used to buy music, spirits and additional items. So that's that's their whole thinking on those those good tags um they did get into the assist trophies a little bit all of the trophies are now announced there's 59 assist trophies in total they went through a list of a whole bunch of them all i mean everybody is in this game there it truly is the ultimate game there's so many trophies um and if that's you know if that's your thing that's awesome they did go and break down some of the other features uh help They went through some of the help stuff. Basically, you can just review the controls and any guides. They have Sentry Smash, which I wasn't 100% clear on. It says that it's, it seems like it's just sort of like characters keep coming and you keep smashing them off of the, off the board. That's, I guess, the gist of it, right? Like just a Mm -hmm. a limitless battle. Attack Uh, mode. Yeah, like an attack mode. Yeah. Then they gave uh, replay, which is you just can save and create videos of all of your gameplay footage. You can so- show some of your sweet, sweet moves. Then they had tips. So all the tips that pop up during load screens saying, hey, this is how you do whatever. This is where you can go and actually review all of those tips. Um, and you can sort them by category or fighter. And this is where you can just kind of read through everything and kind of learn a little bit. They have challenges where you're going to just complete challenges and earn awards. And then each, I guess they're kind of pages. They're similar to like a comic book almost. And then each one is sorted by category. Then there's records, tracks your battle history. There's five options. So you're going to have stats, milestones, battle data, those smash tags we were talking about, and some of the past opponents. They went into options and settings in case you've never used any of those. There's custom fighters, so you can now adjust the strength. So if maybe you're playing somebody, a character that's weaker or stronger than the character you play, you can adjust it so it's a more of a fair fight. Maybe you're playing somebody that's a little bit more or less skilled than you. So now you can adjust for that, which I think is kind of cool. That's that's you know kind of fun. You could be playing somebody that maybe never plays, and now they have a fair a fair fight. Uh, and then one of the things I thought was really fun is the costumes, the outfits for the me fighters. Now I don't have a me fighter. I don't, maybe I do, but I did love some of the costumes they were all, they offer now where for me, Chibi Robo is definitely one on the list. I think I would want, or the Yiga clan set. That would be a good, you're gotta be a Splatoon too. I would imagine. I loved the Splatoon 2. I also loved the Toy-Con set and the uh, Ribbon Girl set from ARMS. I thought was super rad. Yeah, they had a lot of really good ones. They were cute. They were cute. They were so cute, just in general. That that may have been one of my highlights of, wow, they spent a lot of time on these little silly uh, costumes, but they're great in general, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, and I, I will say on the assist trophies, my favorite one there was they did um, they did they showed all of them and let you kind of guess what game they were from. And I did a really good job as they were doing that. But my favorite is the flies in hand, which is from Mario Paint, which is on the <laughs> Super NES, which is a game that I had um, for a long time growing up. So that was pretty fun where they're just like swatting flies and also swatting your characters. So it's kind of over the top. Um, <laughs> no, man. But there's more, Michael. There's so more. much more. Uh, Then they got into the DLC because the one thing that Sakurai wanted to let you know is even though they announced everything for this game, there's even more after the game comes out that they haven't announced that they're going to try to announce now, if that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, So you talked about Piranha, the Petey the Piranha Plant, and the Piranha Plant, uh, that may not be Petey. Let me me, um, backtrack that. It's just a Piranha Plant. I don't think it's actually Petey the Piranha Plant. Um, no, just just plain old per- generic piranha plant. Yeah, we did not get verification of who the piranha plant is, if if it is a specific one. Now, uh, that is that free DLC coming out, which is cool. But of course, they are going to have a fighters pass um, because they are going to be releasing five different fighters unannounced who they are after uh, it comes out and five new stages. So you can buy, oh, and five new music tracks. Uh, so you could buy them each separately for $5.99. That's the expected retail value. They're not sure what they're actually going to charge, apparently. Or do a fighter's pass and get all of them over time for $24.99, which is probably what I'll do. 
You also get um, an outfit uh, for your Mii Fighter uh, from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and some music from Xenoblade. Uh, But there's no release date for this DLC. Sakurai is going to keep working and keep grinding until he passes out, apparently. Um, um, Yeah, there you go. That's that's the DLC. I will just give them just just give give me the option to buy that ahead of time. Just like bundle it all together. Give me the ultimate ultimate where I just get everything all, you know, automatically. Oh, like, yeah, the ultimate with the fighters pass built right in. Yeah, I'm in. And the dongle, the internet dongle, $600 uh, uh, Super Smash Ultimate bundle. It's got yeah, it all the, built into it's it. It's got the, the 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 GameCube controllers, and it's got the adapter. It's just so many things. Just all the things all connected. <laughs> it's it's five five hundred dollars. We were saying last year or last episode that we weren't sure if Nintendo would hit their mark for the the money, the revenue they needed to hit. They're going to do it with this single game because they've come out with so many new uh, scan codes for for yeah. different items. They're like, no, there's no way we're not. We've got so much stuff we're selling. Yeah. The last little thing, which I think is the this is maybe the mystery of it, right? This is the the story mode. This is the thing they really didn't get into a ton of detail, but they opened. Um, you know, they're talking about spirits. They talk about all of that. Then they ended the the direct with a trailer, a very epic trailer that kind of shows how the spirits came to be and why they are now spirits. It's called World of Light. This is the story mode. And essentially, this this battle of epic proportions happens and the one lone Kirby is is the, the last, I guess, character to survive, the last fighter that there is. And it seems that in spirits, you are now going to play, at least initially, as Kirby to save your friends. And I would assume unlock other characters as you go kirby they didn't really get into it too too much kirby i'm in i love it you love kirby and i love kirby i hate so kirby the I worst kirby. character of them all but no, it does wrong. look awesome I, I would say the only thing that's worse than kirby would be if it, you had to play as the piranha plant um but <laughs> it's it looks amazing i kind of love the sort of the game world view of it it's like a top down kind of like a board game very uh i like the style of it a lot and i'm really interested in seeing where this goes like i i do love the spirits idea of it i do love this world of light i'm super excited for everything that we've been seeing for the last year um i will say i'm happy that that's it i'm happy no more until it comes out like i don't need any more directs i don't need more any more information on this game i am excited i do have a tiny 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 little bit of uh like thinking that it seems a little uh, complex when they were kind of going through it, it's the game seems a little complex. Um, and maybe that's why they've had so many directs because maybe they feel the same way. I don't know, but I'm excited. I think this is going to be an amazing, amazing game to kind of dissect and pull apart. And really, I think like you said, you can use spirits or you don't have to, um, depending on how complex you want to get and how kind of nitty gritty in forming the ultimate fighter you want. And I, I like that. I like when games allow you to to kind of really dig in if you want, if that's something you're interested in. Yeah, I'm super into this game. I'm really excited. I don't know if I need to buy anything else until this game comes out. So, yeah, yeah. And we're going to get into like there's definitely a couple games that like have been out and we can talk about that when we get to those games where I'm kind of I, I don't want to buy anything because I, I don't I can't finish what I have now. And I know when this comes out, it's going to take a lot of my time. You know, so it's just like, whew. Now, that was great. That was fun. But in some sad news, the namesake to Nintendo's main character has passed away. Mario Sagali has died at 84. Now, a little history is that Mario was a Seattle real estate and construction business owner who uh, allegedly inspired the name for Mario the mascot, the main character. He passed away October 27th, and he was actually the business park housing owner that Nintendo was in when they were making their arcade games in the 80s. And apparently, the the, the legend of how he became Super Mario and all of that stuff, depending on who you hear from in the company, gets a little like a little weird. Everybody's got a different tale on why Mario was the Mario, but uh, it definitely does seem like 
the consensus is that this Mario was the genesis for the Mario we all know and love. So yeah. pretty, pretty sad. Yeah, I've, I've heard stories of it. And I've read some books and listened to a few different like videos and podcasts about the history of Nintendo. And and um, yeah, it's pretty sad in general. He's from Seattle, right? And a lot of Nintendos here. I've been to Nintendo of America here and um, kind of to see where it grew out of and just the, the rich history in this area. The Pacific Northwest is, is very intriguing in general. So, yeah, um, um, our our hearts and and prayers go out to the, to the family of the Sagali family, of course. So um, um, it's very sad to, to see to see that happen. But 80, 84, it's, it's a it's a good uh, amount of time. So it's a good, good, good long life, hopefully, um, that that he had. And also it's just, you know, at the heart and soul of uh, everyone's favorite character in the world, Mario. So that's kind of a good legacy if it's true, which I think it is. So, yeah, uh, but let's talk about at least uh, some extent. Yes, at least to some extent, I would imagine. Now, let us actually go to Michael's favorite handheld console of all time, the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, in a recent financial briefing, obviously, we know that the Switch is doing very, very well. And uh, Nintendo has continued to roll out, um, obviously, a substantial amount of games for the Switch and continue to trickle games out for the 3ds and in the previous direct they highlighted some games even coming out next year in 2019 now nintendo wanted to be very um sure and recommitted to the 3ds to this in this financial briefing which makes complete sense to me um you know they say that the 3ds is set apart by different characteristics it's 100 handheld it's very lightweight it's uh, price friendly. It's it's highly profitable for them. Of course, it's eight year old hardware at this this time, so it probably has a dollar to make. Um, <laughs> beyond being affordable, you know, um, obviously the the switch is a little bit more expensive, so they can sell these at different levels to different people. And, and you know, the 3ds has a great back catalog, so they think it's two different um, audiences that they're going to continue to service um, for these reasons going on in the future. So. For me, this makes complete sense um, that they're going to continue it out. They, they'll they'll continue to draw out anything as long as it's making money, and and that's how you know it's making money, Michael, is because Nintendo. If it doesn't make money, Nintendo will drop it. So sure, yep. So you're okay with that? You're okay with it? He's no, pissed. I think they should just be done with 3ds. But I mean, I get the gist of it. I just think that you know it's it's the same thing as any other system, right? I mean. PlayStation, Xbox. I mean, at some point, it's going to drop. You know, the, they did go into some of the numbers, and for the last six months, it's gone down each time. I mean, it's they can continue to say it's it's we're going to keep doing this as business as usual, blah blah blah. But it's really not. You know, in the next year, it's going to be gone. I think that they just want to get they milk it as long as they can, and and then that'll be it. It'll just disappear. But you, we've seen it since we've started the podcast. There's what, maybe one crappy game that comes out a month, maybe for it. Um, so they, they say they're supporting it, but you're not. It's just you have a huge back catalog and that's what's carrying it. Yeah, they'll continue to produce units. That's what probably they'll continue. Units of this. Yeah, of the, of the 3DS. I'll be intrigued to see how well it does this holiday season. Cause even last holiday season, remember it sold the boatload. So I'll be interested to see. Yeah. Uh, now something intriguing, possible leak, possible not. Um, if you remember back in the day, uh, before one of the last directs, uh, the Yoshi game popped up randomly on the Nintendo website under Yoshi's crafted world. Well, it seems as if those database entries are leaking yet again, because perhaps YouTube that's right. A YouTube application will be launching for the Switch on November 8th as it randomly showed up on the website and then disappeared. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I don't need YouTube on my Switch, uh, to be honest with you. I don't need anything. I just need the games. But for some people, I could see this as a as a huge win for them. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I downloaded uh, Hulu when it came out for the Switch, and I don't think I've ever opened it. I ended up just deleting it off of there. Because, I mean, I have my phone. You know, if I if I want to watch something, if I'm on the go, I usually just use it on my phone because obviously, you know, you got to have internet. But yeah. um, I don't need it. I don't, I don't need that. It's cool. Now, we're going to get into some of the game news of the week. And one of them is sort of sad because it's about 
the old Switch Pro Controller. And that Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee will not be supporting it. I don't like this trend. I don't understand this trend. But it has come out recently that it will not have Pro Controller support. I think that's pretty crappy. It's a bummer to hear that this is this is sort of the trend that's going on now. I understand it because of the motion controls that are involved, but I just don't love it. I don't I don't like it, especially because there was some talk about having more of a traditional control option originally, and apparently that's just not happening. I don't I don't know what happened there, but yeah, you got to use motion controls or you have to use the Pokéball and I uh, that that kind of put a big dent in it in the game for me cuz I I I hate motion controls. I just hate it. Yeah, so shake, shake that Joy-Con. We'll see. Shake that Joy-Con. Oh, shake that Joy-Con. So, come on, come on, shake that does Joy-Con. This, does this bother you at all knowing you have to use motion like you have to use the separate Joy-Con to play? I guess you could swipe on the Switch in a mobile mode, but does this bother you at all? Nah, I don't care. I do have a pro controller, but I haven't played with it too much, to be honest with you. So, but so you're okay using motion, though, is what I'm saying. Um, uh, if I have to, I guess. Yeah, I exactly. That's, uh. that's always a good sign. If I have to, I will use motion. That's that's exactly what they should be marketing as. Yes. If, I, if I'm forced to, then I'm in. Yeah. Um. So one other thing that did come out is now that Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee is you're able to preload it in the Japanese Switch eShop. We all now know how big the file size is. So if you were thinking digital as opposed to a physical version of this game, you'll happen to know it's 4.1 gig, which by comparison is actually not that bad because Super Mario Odyssey was 5.5 and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is 14.3. <laughs> nice. So it's it's a it's a it's a small download, really. Yeah. I don't mind. I, I, you know, one thing that I like about the Switch games is that they actually are a lot smaller. Even 14 gigs is pretty small. When I had my Xbox, I would go to download like the new Doom and be like, that's 185 billion gigs. We'll be back in a, in a year. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you got to start at the night before you can actually, like, it, it used to crack me up because you go to like the midnight, um, like launches and you, you still couldn't play it till the next day anyway because you had, it had a load. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, great. I, I do, I will. I'll say I watched after the Nintendo Direct they did sort of treehouse streaming and I was watching them play Pokemon Let's Go and I like I'm not super impressed with the graphics I'm just saying I don't know oh really oh man I don't know it's not good so that's got motion control and, and not great graphics this I, is I bet it would look great on the 3DS you know or <laughs> Well, they do say they're supporting that, so maybe they're going to do a port to the 3DS. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited and scared at the same time. I'm scared, Michael. I'm scared. I hope it's not a Starlink where you get the, the box and there's no game uh, even in it. I did pre-order from Best Buy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we'll see. Uh, all right, oh, let's man. let's get on to some other shenanigans. Uh, the first one is I'm a big fan of Civilization. Uh, do you play Civilization at all? Yes, I haven't played, uh, what is it, five but uh, or six or whatever they're on. I played the version before this one, and I loved it. Yeah, so uh, yes, five, I believe, is what they're on currently. And then six coming out? Yes, six coming out. And mm-hmm. they announced that, unfortunately, there will be no online play for Civ 6 for the Switch, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad. It will have local cooperative play. Uh, up to four players via wireless network, but no online play for no reason, even though the PC does. So I don't quite understand that. Maybe they're using some game engine that doesn't support Switch Online. I, I, I need a, I need, I need answers. You know what I mean? That comes out in two weeks, yeah. so it's kind of like, come on now. We'll see. Well, I was trying to think. Like I, 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 from what I remember, I've never actually played another person i always played just the computer so i don't even know if it really would matter to me that much but you know it's a long game and maybe they were thinking that they you're on the switch maybe battery life was coming to play I, i'm really not sure why what the what the issue is yeah i need i need answers i need answers michael yeah uh, well in brighter news things are selling and selling well uh for nintendo we always seem to give you updates about Dragalia Lost because we continue to play it every single week. And apparently a bunch of people are continuously playing and spending money 
Andre Gallia lost. It is finally surpassed Super Mario Run. Uh, its first month has now brought in $23.5 million, uh, which actually Ooh. isn't that much money. I think Candy Crush brings in that every single hour. Uh, but Day. still yes. every hour. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, the game has been installed 1.3 million times between US and Japan. Uh, and that means the uh, average revenue per download is around eighteen dollars. So that's that's actually really good when you think about it. Mm-hmm. They they could have put out the game for thirty dollars, and they you know um, not that many people would have downloaded it. So um, they say this is three times the amount of money um, that is spent on Fire Emblem in the first uh, month, which is very very good. Now, of course, you uh, Japanese players are uh, spending way more than U.S. players, so. The average Japanese player is spending $25 per install compared to $8.50 in the U.S. Now, I still have not found a reason to spend money on this game. Um, have, I, have you? No. I, had to, I was actually on something and I was having a conversation with somebody and they said, oh, I would play this, but I don't like all the microtransactions. I'm like, dude, I've, I've put in probably 20 hours in this game. I've never spent a dollar. So I don't. Re- you should probably try playing it before... Yeah. You get your big mouth going because you don't have to pay anything. I I will just because I I like I've said before I want to contribute. I just haven't run into an issue where I'm like, oh, I now's the time. Now's the time to spend money. I I've literally not had a problem. I've been playing it all the time. No no problem. Yeah, I'm in. I'm I I agree. I'm exactly the same. I I don't quite so. No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I I. I would definitely throw some money at it, but I think those numbers are awesome. And then, like you had said, in contrast, Fire Emblem Heroes gets 580 per download. So yeah. that's a huge difference, like huge difference. Um, pretty impressive. I, I'm excited to see where it goes you know, from here because I think it's just going to keep getting ramped up with all these events and everything they're doing for the support. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, in other game news of big epic proportions i don't know if you've ever heard but fortnite is kind of a big deal and um nintendo has actually revealed lately that over half or almost half of all switch consoles worldwide have downloaded fortnite to it which is amazing so based on some of the recent financial reports 22.8 six million units of switch have been sold so that puts us at roughly you know conservatively 10 million fortnite downloads on switch alone that's that's amazing that's crazy and it's crazy and no matter what you still have people that say fortnite is garbage but clearly people like fortnite they're they're clearly playing this game yeah, I haven't installed still, even though I don't play it. So that's a key. They didn't say how many people were actively playing it, but to get mm. 10 million, to get 50% penetration of someone downloading a game on a Switch, I think is amazing. I mean, I think if it was the first week that the Switch was out, because everyone would be downloading everything right away, but it's been out for a year, you know, more than a, almost a year and a half. And worldwide, I think that that's freaking crazy. Good for Fortnite. Yeah, I would. I want them to come out with a list of the games and the percentage per Switch. I'd love to see like what is Mario Odyssey and compared to you know like how many Switches have that? How many Switches have Zelda on there? I, that would be an interesting top ten to me, just to see. You know, like you said, I would. I would imagine that Mario Odysseys and Zeldas have got to be up in the fifty to what seventy percent. I mean, that especially Zelda, like that's got to be up there. Yeah. Oh, it has to be. Remember at one time there was more Zelda sold than the number of consoles that were sold. <laughs> Just in, in in hope. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't wait till I get my Switch. Got I've get got it. the game right here. Well, I will tell you this much, Michael. If you haven't gotten your Switch, the holiday season is upon us. And Black Friday here in the United States and around the globe, there will be deals aplenty and already some of them are starting to leak. So I'm a big Black Friday uh, person. I don't like to go out in person anymore, but I do like to t- kind of track the activity. And Target already has its Black Friday ad leaked. And there are a few um, Switch deals that I like to point out. So if you're getting ready to go pick up a Switch um, or games, here's what you should know. First and foremost, if you're picking up a Switch, they're going to be throwing in a free copy of Mario Kart 8 which is a really phenomenal deal, seeing that it's one of the top-selling games and an essential game for the Switch. 
Uh, for the Switch also, there will be some sales on games. So first is the Crash Bandicoot Trilogy will be $25. And additionally, Mario Plus Rabbids will also be $25. Uh, Mario and Rabbids, as I've mentioned before, a must-own game. I have 100% of that game. It is phenomenal. Now, a game that I returned because they didn't give me the actual game, uh, Starlink, <laughs> Uh, is going to be on sale for $40, which is bananas. I think this game is going to drop so hard, so fast in money that maybe you can wait longer for $40 or below $40, mm. but that's a pretty good deal because I think the game is worth $40. Um, it's only 30 if you get the case only. Oh, yeah, there you go. If you just get the case, yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. That's a good deal. Deals. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, steals and deals. Steals and deals. Finally, though, there is a Nintendo 2DS bundle. There always is, Michael. This year mm-hmm. is an exclusive Super Mario Maker for 2DS bundle. It has some cool colors and it's $80. So pretty good deal. It's they basically yeah. are giving I'm them in. away at this point. Yeah. See, and that's what I'm saying. 80 bucks, you get the game, you get you know the the 2DS, which I think is actually better than a 3DS. Personally, it was always my favorite system. Um, and then you know, 3DS came around, but I I, I think that's still a steal. Like I totally get it. But I just can't see myself going back to a 2DS now after falling in love with the Switch. But I, I get that not everybody has the same case or same use. So, um, you know, it was funny. My mom was actually just talking about, hey, I'd like to get a game system of some kind. I mean, maybe maybe a 2DS is the perfect one, right? Like maybe that's the perfect game for her. You got a huge library. It's inexpensive. It's you know, indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the things are built like little tanks. Like that would be a great thing for her. So I, I think that 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 deal is going to do awesome. Now, one thing I do want to mention is we had tweeted about it, but I think it was a couple episodes ago. It was a while back. We had had a conversation about cases and how, you know, I had been traveling a little bit and the screen protector on my Switch broke because the case I was using was kind of a soft. It was the Nintendo case, but it was, you know, it's soft. It doesn't really, it just kind of keeps dust and stuff off of it. Um, so Tom Talk reached out to us and said, hey, you know, we know you're in the market for new cases. We'd love to send you some so you can review them, which we we, we will be doing. They, we just got them and we're going to test them out. We're going to use them for a little bit in everyday life, throw them in our bag, see how they hold up. They've got like, a, you know, a material fabric on, on them and see how that is for water resistance and they're harder, see how it is for protection, beat them up a little bit. And then we're going to give a full review. So far, initial responses, these things are actually pretty great. That's my gut response on it. I think the the material, the quality of it, I've been taking a ton of photos with it that we'll be posting on our site. But right now, I'm super happy with it. The, the slim version, it nestles right in there perfectly. There's no movement around. It seems like it is going to be extremely protected. And then the slightly larger version, I can fit my like the controller adapter in there. I can fit the Joy-Con things in there. You can put all kinds of stuff in it. So it's perfect for if you're going on longer trips. Overall, super happy with what I've seen so far. And if you're in the market and you've looked at TomTalk's site and you've got something there you may want to buy, we have a promo code. So you're going to be using that on Amazon. You get 20% off and it is Dispatch. All lowercase. Yeah, super cool. I tried it out this afternoon. Any of the Tom Talk cases, go to Amazon. You can go to their website. It's in the show notes below. You tap on one. It says buy on Amazon. When you go to checkout, Amazon has enter a discount code and boom, 20% off. Totally works. Yeah, it's rad. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so far, loving them. Uh, going to see how they hold up. Going to put some real world tests on there. See if they can hold up to the the Nintendo Dispatch beat them up challenge. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so let's get into best sellers for this week. In the top 10, as always, in the first spot, Diablo 3. Boy, oh boy, is this game looking good. I've been hearing nothing but great things. It's got me super itchy to buy it again and play it again. But I'm holding off because I do know I've got some back catalog games that I'm trying to get through before maybe Pokemon. I'm letting you get, you're going to be the guinea pig. I'm letting you get Pokemon first and let me know how it is. But then we obviously have Super Smash coming not too long after that. So I don't want to, I just, I can't pull the trigger on Diablo right now, but it does look amazing. And it seems like the perfect system to play it on. Um, In the number two spot, the pre-purchase Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is in the number two spot already for this week. Number three is Super Mario Party. 
Number four is Dark Souls Remastered. Number five is Undertale. Number six is Minecraft. Seven, Starlink Battle for Atlas, followed by Hollow Knight, Stardew Valley. And then rounding out the top 10 is My Hero One's Justice. That's a pretty awesome top 10 list. Yeah. There's a lot of heavy hitters in That's there. That's good. They did a good job. Yeah. Now, rounding out the top 30, they didn't quite make top 10 yet, but these are all new games to the list. We have Just Dance 2019 in the 13th spot. The pre-purchase for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu is in the 18th spot, followed by Eevee in the 22nd spot. So, ooh, little, not quite as popular, but I, I believe Eevee's the way to go, but not everybody feels that way, I guess. Yeah, uh, we all know that Pikachu will, will win at the end of the day, unfortunately, oh, yeah. but I'm Team Eevee all the way. Ah, oh, well, Michael, we had so much smash, but... There's still games that you can buy this week that have come out. Yeah, so let's break down the new releases for the week, November 5th through the 11th. If you have some money burning in your pocket, well, there are some games for you. The first thing that I want to um, mention here is that there were two games that we actually missed. That one, um, I think you're, you know, sneaky, 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 sneaky releases. Um, well, one we had talked about before previously um, that sneak through is. Taiko no Tatsujin Drummin' Fun, uh, which is a Taiko Drum Master uh, game, which seems pretty cool. It's fifty dollars. It um, is creeping into the top thirty. So give that one a, a peek if you played any of those games. They're super fun. They're rhythm-based games, and you'd have to get like the bongos previously before or whatnot. But now you can just do it with the Joy Cons. Pop, 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 pop. Um, <laughs> and then actually our good friends over at double fine, uh, just released the grim Fandango remastered for $15. That is a steal. I definitely want to pick that one up. That is on my wish list. Ah, good stuff there. Now there are some physical releases this week. We always like to break down what you can pick up inside your local Best Buy. We swear there'll be a game inside, perhaps, maybe, um, and also the digital. So I'll break down the few that are coming out physically uh the first one is moonlighter which is a super rad game um uh in nindy if you will that is coming out um both digitally and physical digital 25 physical 35 this is from 11 bit studios it's an action rpg with roguelike uh elements um that uh, follow around this adventurous shopkeeper as he's trying to become a hero it's it's a gorgeous game um, I'm really looking forward to, to playing this one. It will also be on my wish list. That's on November 5th, but on November 6th, the heavy hitters are coming out, Michael. Carnival Games. Mm-hmm. It's here. It's here, baby. <laughs> um, man, Carnival Games. 2K Games. You know, this is from a real publisher, Michael. Real publisher that make these games. Carnival Games, I think, sold 100 bajillion copies on the Wii when it first came out. Just sold so many copies, and it continues to flourish um, in this minigame extravaganza. So you get all the classic minigames, such as shooting basketballs and taking down unfriendly clowns and flying drone racers and cosmic bowling. You get 20 total Carnival Games bundled into one glorious $40 adventure for you, Michael. I, I'd kind of play this. I would actually probably enjoy this as like a party game. I could see this being a blast. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, yes, <laughs> accurate. This is an accurate statement. Um, another game that's coming out that is kind of really different than anything that I'd expect coming out physically is this game called Grip. Uh, it is a hardcore combat racer um, from Wired Productions. It's, I don't know if this is their first game or what, but it's um, it's all about hot, super high speed like racer game you can you know race against over 22 tracks on different planets and you can kind of slap all these different components onto your car and you can play online or offline split screen so if you need something like that it's good to go but i know michael will be more excited for minecraft story mode season two coming out for 40 dollars if you're into the story mode now michael how does that differ than the normal minecraft uh, I mean, it's it's very, very different in the fact that you're, you're not actually building anything. You're just sort of playing along in this sort of telltale story, right? Like it's just telling you the uh, you're following a certain character and the things that are going wrong in his little Minecraft life. And 
just like any other Telltale game, you're just making choices, hitting buttons when prompted and things like that. So there, you're not actually building anything. It, it, I've played the first one and, I, and I, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. It's well done. Um, you know, and if you're if you're a Minecraft fan, it's kind of like a nice, um, I guess, companion to that because you can still be in that world and still playing along. So it, it, they're very, very nice. well done. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, RIP Telltale Games. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. it looks like a solid game coming out for both physical and digital. And finally, a game that I've always really wanted to play, which is Siberia. Um, the bundle for the first and second game for $35 is coming out both physical and retail. And uh, this game has always intrigued me. It came out a while ago and then they redid it. And um, their third one's out, you know, so it's it's kind of something I've always wanted to play. It's, it's very interesting. It's, it's like this journey that you take across Western Europe and into Russia and all these things is very, very, I don't know. It's always just intrigued me to the visuals and the locations of where it's, it's, it's at. So I don't know if I'll ever get it. Maybe if it's on a super sale or something, uh, then I'll, then I'll pick it up, but we'll see. Got to just keep checking those great deals. Yeah. Um, so we're going to jump into the digital downloads. Like always, I'm going to just shoot through these and then we're going to double back. We're going to Tarantino it. We're going to jump back to the beginning and then we'll go through any of the ones that really stand out or that we want to talk about because there is so many. So on the fifth, we have Sky Time for $3. Then jump into the sixth, we have Brahala for free, free game. Um, then we're going to go into Full Metal Furies for $20. Rogue Legacy for $15. Shadow of Loot Box, interesting game, $8. The Shape Shifting Detective for $13. And World of Final Fantasy Maxima for $40. I just stumbled there. I was so wrapped up in the world of it. Uh, November 7th, we have Crick 2 Game, Nintendo Switch Edition, in case you didn't know. Then Diru, I would say, Diru, Diru, The Art of Cooperation. For 15. Then on November 8th, we have Ace Breed, Astabreed. I'm going to say Astabreed for $20. Then we have Battle Zone Gold Edition for $30. Crashlands for $15. Cube Creator DX for $20. Then our good friend Johnny Turbo has got Johnny Turbo's Arcade Breakthrough for $7. And Johnny Turbo's Arcade Night Slashers for $8. Then we have Mechanica for $6. <laughs> i'm sure i butchered that one but that's you know that's cool mercenary wings the false phoenix for 13 picture painting puzzle 1000 for six dollars rage and peace for 13 dollars sky force anniversary for 10 the bug butcher for eight the walking vegetables <laughs> radical edition <laughs> for 13 timber tennis versus for two dollars and then varion for 13 and then wrapping it up we have november 9th oh boy cladalot for 12.50 forgotten Anne for 20 noir chronicles city of crime for 15 saboteur for eight in Townsman for twenty dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> so let's go back. What, what, what's standing out? What's what? What's got your eye? I, uh, you know, I I listened to another podcast uh, for Cheap Ass Gamer for the Cadcast, and they do this. I was telling uh-huh. you before, they have this list. They don't go through all of them like we do. So they have a list, and Cheapy D, who's like the main guy, he like inserts fake games, and they have to the other two hosts try to guess which ones are real and what are fake. I love it. Just, just us reading these game titles. Like, who are, who are these people coming over with these games? Like, what is this? <laughs> what is this stuff? Oh my goodness! I'm glad that that at least the top charts really help me figure out what's what's good and what's bad every week. Because what mm-hmm. a what a disaster! Now I will say this: uh, I'm all in on Brawlhalla. It's free, right? Free. Bob in. That is a uh, I call it a fr- what was it? What do you call it? like a free Smash Bros. 2D arena battler? Totally, thing. yeah, man, totally like a cartoon animated, you know, uh, Smash Brothers. I'm in up to eight players online. Ubisoft publishing it. Rayman's joining the adventure. Who he's got no arms I mean, or legs. It's, 
No limbs. It's <laughs> it's it's free. I mean, even if it's terrible, you gotta try it. It's just like the demos, right? I mean, how many how many demos have we played that were just like, oh well, you know, maybe they shouldn't have had that be a demo because I am not buying that now. But maybe it's the same thing with this. It's a free game. You gotta try yeah. it. I'm in. I'm in, Brawlhalla. Yeah. Uh, I'm very intrigued for Battlezone Gold Edition, Michael. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm I know you're like, mm, what is this game? Well, I have. This is from developer Rebellion, which I'm very into. I think that's really cool. They did the the um, Rogue Trooper games. I'm pretty sure this is the same company. If it's not, then I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look it up now just to be 100 percent sure. Uh, Rebell- it's rebellion it must be them it has to be them if, it can- if it's not them i don't know but this game came out before for vr and other things but you are tanks um and you're battling and i love tank adventure battling type of games i don't know why i do so much to be honest with you uh it reminds me of tron because it's all super crazy um like neon and whatnot and you can play online and I don't know. It seems interesting. I can see that. Yeah, sounds cool. You know what it kind of reminds me of? I mean, you may have never played it. I believe it was called like a, it was a tank game that was in the arcade. It was like Mm. an actual arcade. Mm. And it was, you know, obviously this is a much, much more advanced version of that. But it kind of is similar to that where you play as a tank and you're just kind of cruising around in a first person view, battling it out. It's uh, It looks cool. I like the, uh, like you said, the Tron-esque uh, art style of the sort of glowing neon lights here and there. Yeah. Looks cool. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Sky Force Anniversary, our favorite vertical horizontal shooter. I don't know. This is not the not not that one, but the Sky Force. Okay, so I'm gonna pick up this game, Michael. Um, I love a good shmup. You know, I love to shmup it up all day. That is a, a shmuppity shoot 'em up air base shmup. And uh, this yeah. this game came out a decade ago, and this is their anniversary, ten year anniversary edition. Um, classic, you know, scroll and an endless scrolling like your 1975 or whatever uh, games. I love these games. I loved Ikaruga. Um, I love I just love this type of stuff. So this seems beautiful. And, and I'm in for ten dollars. I'm in steal of, of this entire list. For me, the big winner um, it will be the digital version of Moonlighter. That's the one I mm. want personally. I think that, yeah. you know, um, Shadow of Loot Box kind of sounded interesting. That seems like an interesting game, kind of like a, a satirical uh, first person shooter, kind of funny. But Moonlighter just looks beautiful. Uh, and, I, and I think that one would look, it, it, that one's got me interested. That one, it's just got a level of. Uh, polish to it that I think some of these other titles maybe don't quite have. So I think that's my pick of this week. Pick it a week. Yeah. Pick it a uh, week. Pick it a week. And Moonlighter does look beautiful. That would probably be if I had to pick one besides Carnival Games. That is definitely it. Um, I, I do want to read Shadow of the Loot Box uh, just out, just in general, because yeah. if they send us a code, hey, Rockalaka Games. Send us a code for this stately snail. I want the code. I will play this. We will review this game. Mm-hmm. Shadow of Loot Box is a first-person shooter about micropayments, loot boxes, cut content, and everything that we love in modern video games, Michael. <laughs> if you always thought that there were too few loot boxes in other games, this game is for you. Shadow of Loot Box is an attempt to present what video games can become in the near future. Each level of this shooter is a reference to a popular trend in modern game development industry. Will you be able to overcome the thorny path to full of microtransaction loot boxes and bugs, resisting the temptation to use the in-game store? The key features, Michael, are loot boxes, more loot boxes, micropayments, pre-pre-early access, content procedurally generated quests towers and outposts and much more (laughs) i love it i think it's a real smart idea i think it could be super funny uh real 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 smart i like that idea a lot now that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show what you playing what you playing yeah uh this week i have been playing the game that i'm the most indecisive over i can't tell if i love it or i hate it but i can't put it down this is the police two um i will tell you this much what excites me the most about this week more than playing it 
is that there was an update to it. Um, now, I don't know what was in the update, but it did update the icon on the home screen. And this excites me much because previously it was just the logo uh, before, like the two is like a very iconic two, like I, like I, I, mm-hmm. and they're orange. And that's all the icon was. It was a white background with these two things. I'm like, this is the worst icon ever. I hate bad icons. Make a better icon. Mm-hmm. And now it's a super rad icon. I can clearly see that it's, this is the police. And as a police officer, it's really cool. Um, that's the best part about this week playing video games was that there was a new icon for this is the police too. Oh, oh man. Um, so you can't decide, huh? You're still plugging away with it, but you, you're still up on the fence about this game, whether or not it's good. Yeah. The thing about this game is now that I'm starting to get further and further into it, there are more of these uh, real time turn based strategy parts to it, which I really like. Uh, it's maybe the best part of the game, but my problem is that there's no way to like restart. Like the whole game is about you getting more officers and losing officers. But whenever an officer dies, I get really upset and I turn off the system and then I restart the day because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't want that person to die. So there's, there's no like quick restart and and because it's supposed to be that way. Like if somebody dies or you lose too bad, you're, you're, you're out of luck. So um, I'm intrigued to get further through it now that I'm playing more of these missions and 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 doing things. I've, I've been enjoying it much. Um, this week I also deleted Pirates All Aboard, so don't don't Aww. you don't need that game. Just see ya. There goes two dollars. Um, <laughs> Paladins, pinball effects. You know me, Michael. You know me. The usuals. Ooh. The the old usuals. I did boot up Arena of Valor and I watched the intro cutscene, which was beautiful, and then I didn't play any of it, but I did boot it up, so that was my week. Yeah, it's funny. We, we've been both kind of really excited for that, and then we just, we never play it. We never actually got back into it, but yeah. I, it's there. It's on my phone. There will be a time when I jump back in and get playing that again. For me, I did try Planet Alpha. The demo is on our Switch. Planet Alpha is not for me. It is not a game I will enjoy, but... Uh, I played it for maybe about a half hour, 20 minutes, half hour, something like that. It is very much a walking simulator. Uh, Mm. It says platformer slash puzzle game. It's kind of like in the vein of um, Limbo or Little Nightmares where you're kind of just very slowly trudging along and you have to solve some puzzles to keep moving forward. And then at some point, there's bad guys that are attacking you. This game as opposed to those being in sort of like a very dark and gloomy atmosphere, this is a very colorful one. You're out, you're, you play as this like little, uh, I don't know, like astronaut that crashes on an alien planet. So everything's very bright and vibrant. It's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's beautiful game, but I will say that this is the first game that I have seen that has all kinds of artifacting and all kinds of issues the way it plays. Um, my character was essentially a blur in some points where he was walking. I mean, he's not very big on the screen. He's very small. You know, you know how Limbo looks or how Little Nightmares looks. Your character is not the, the focus, right? It's the atmosphere around you. But it looked terrible it played i i assume they they did this so that it was smooth i never noticed any shuddering in the game itself but there was just definitely your character looks like a blur um at some points it's just so odd the way things are are handled i i would assume that's because there's a lot going on in the environment it, it didn't seem very demanding but I, I, there's probably a lot working in the background um but in all it, it just wasn't for me i was bored after 20 minutes i said you know what i we, we have so many games now that i've made the, the decision to if, if something's just not clicking or i'm just not enjoying it anymore instead of like trudging through and just so i can say i finished it I've decided that it's just like, you know what? I'm going to put this away. I want to just not play it anymore because there's a lot of stuff that we know and love that we want to get to. And I just got to start playing those games. Otherwise, we never yeah. get to everything, right? Because you're, you're, you 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 spend too much time playing something you don't want to be playing. And, and then you're just making yourself aggravated because you're like, I, I don't even enjoy this, but I'm trying to finish something for the sake that I simply started it. And um, and I just made an effort to just say, you know, I, I can't do that anymore. So this game may be for people if you've loved Little Nightmares or you loved, um, you know, Limbo, then then you're definitely gonna 
you're going to definitely want to pick this up. I think you would at least want to check it out, but it's not for me. And then the other one that I've been playing is Hollow Knight. Um, I, I have 35 hours officially in the game and I just opened up a new area. So I, I don't know what I, this is a 300 hour game. I don't, I don't know how long this can be. Um, it's extremely complicated. The, the game is extremely difficult. I get to a new boss every other, you know, playthrough, and I'm just getting crushed left and right, but it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's one of my favorite games on the switch and, uh, I do love it. So that's getting a lot of my focus right now. Cause I want to, I want to finish it up. <laughs> nice. I love, I love it. Did, is that even have the God demon mode or whatever whatever the i hope thing not is. i hope not i i don't even know what mode i'm on i think this is just the mode it, it, it the, the game is just hard that's the mode i love it it's i love very it. difficult uh, it's a great value great value <laughs> it's a great value oh man all right buddy i love it um that's ridiculous what an amazing podcast i love it each and every week hanging out with you michael thanks for Thanks for putting this all together. It's all you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's it, typically, you know what? We had a direct. That's when it's the that's when it's the the heavy lifting is when we have our direct. When it's news articles and things like that, those are so easy for us to just bring to people and share it, but we really like to go through and get the nitty-gritty of the direct so um, you know, we put in that that time for people. Well, we thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, you can follow us on the internet at nintendodispatch.com where you get the latest reviews, news, contests, and the latest episodes. Subscribe on all of your favorite podcast applications. Leave us a review, rate us, do whatever you want to do, but really just share us with your friends and family and anyone. You see them with the Switch, you go, hey, check out this podcast, nintendodispatch.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast, and that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch. So until next time, I'm James, he's Michael, and this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.